Howdy, hobos, all you beautiful, radiant beings of light. I'm so happy you're here. I have been waiting for you. My name is Mark, by the way. I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. So listen, this is a special episode. And as you're about to find out for yourself, this is right where you're supposed to be and exactly what you're supposed to be listening to at this very moment. So pull your chair up close to the virtual campfire, get cozy, get comfortable, and listen to the words of this amazing human being. We are joined today by Donna Colbert. She's a longtime Instagram friend and someone I've interacted with throughout the past three or four years, but we've never actually talked in person. And what you're going to find out as you're listening to this is that Donna has such a kind and welcoming voice that I kind of lost myself in the interview and pretty much went into a therapy session. She opened me up like a can of worms, man. So go follow Donna on Instagram. She is at craft underscore D underscore lady. That's the letter D craft underscore D underscore lady. And if you're interested in getting a tarot reading from her after you hear this, just send her a direct message and she'll let you know how it all works. And I really think you should. In just the short time that I chatted with her, I was able to reignite a fire inside of myself that I had thought had been long extinguished. So please reach out to her and get your life back on track. But before we get to Donna, I need to take a few minutes and talk to you about Open Lines Radio. Now, if you're listening to this now, you already know some of what Open Lines Radio has to offer. But if the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfire is the only thing you've ever listened to, you're really missing out. There's such a wide variety of programming and independent voices that there's no way you won't find at least one or two shows that pique your interest. So I really encourage you to visit www.openlinesradio.com and browse the programming. You can also listen to Open Lines Radio on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and pretty much any podcast app. Just search for Open Lines Radio or you can find links to each of these outlets at openlinesradio.com. Also, be sure to follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio and follow the virtual campfire podcast that you're listening to right now at Hobo Safe Camp and follow me at tincan.telephone. If you do that, you'll always be up to date and you'll never miss an episode of your favorite programming. And if you're feeling generous, feel free to click the donate button located at openlinesradio.com or you can go to paypal.me slash openlines and make a donation and you can help us keep this whole thing going. Uh, one last thing, if you're interested in producing your own Open Lines Radio netcast, please follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram and send Open Lines Radio a direct message and let's get your voice heard. Okay, enough about that. It's time for Donna, friends, family, complete strangers. I implore you. Pick up the magical tin can telephone that connects all of us on a vibrating line of love and empathy. Put it up to your ear. Listen really, really closely. Because what you're about to hear will most certainly touch you. Donna, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo, I ramble all alone, ain't got no one to love me, no place to call my home. It all got kind of 
I got kind of crazy there for a while. Uh, like just the energy, I think, at the end of uh, 20, I don't say 2017, early yeah. 2018 was kind of heavy. Like I think a lot of things got derailed. Oh, yeah. I felt like there was like probably end of 2016 was like crazy, like heightened energy and awareness and consciousness. And then it, I think that you're onto something there, like 17, 18. I maybe even personally for you, but I did, I did seem there was like a little shift in that time. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I think it was good. I think because like looking back on it, I think it was good at the time. It was, it was like, you know, I was trying so hard to like put these events together and get these and like kind of like grow this digital community, like in reality. And like just things fell apart there. And that looking back, I'm like, I'm kind of glad they did. I, I, I think back to think all those things would have come together could I have could I have a could I have handled it and b is that where I really wanted to be you know <laughs> yes I think when I came across Hobo Safe Camp maybe it was I don't know when you started that but I felt like it was it was the fall of 2015 I believe oh okay so I probably came on not too I felt like it had been it felt like in a very established uh, and I probably came on not far after that maybe 2016 but um. Definitely, it seemed like you had a good, good, you know, good draw there, good energy pulling. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Now I've I've converted the Hobo Safe Camp, uh, pay, the, the Instagram page that had all those followers, to Open Lines Radio, and they're dropping like flies. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Finding the niche, I think, is sometimes difficult. You know, like, um, I struggle sometimes with. And trying, you know, I get the email like, oh, darn, they were on, you know, Open Lines Radio was on and I miss it. <laughs> but you can replay them. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Like yeah. Re- yeah. Yeah. They're available um, whenever you want to listen. All of them. There's awesome. There's a lot of content there right now. <laughs> yeah. And it keeps growing. So what have you been up to lately? You've been kind of doing some things that are helping you kind of take your practice deeper or you know yes helping yourself it's interesting you know I worked being in an unincorporated area I worked at a school district for a long time and on the side I worked at a spa and the spa was very open but school district um you know I I was it, it was a very um an older conservative board and if I ever mentioned you know anything about you know, tarot or things that were a little out of the ordinary it was kind of suggested probably to keep keep it under wraps. So um, when I decided to go to school full time, I really just came out of the broom closet, so to speak. <laughs> and um, I I don't work there anymore, but I was just able to really embrace, um, you know, tarot and I've been helping do some um, intention coaches, I keep finding these young people who are just so interested in tarot and, and things of, of that nature. And they just, I think for beginners, they don't have a lot of places to go. And I never really thought, oh, I, I want to help, you know, beginners, but it seems like what kind of falls into my lap. And so just introducing them, you know, in a gentle way, I guess, to tarot and, you know, different forms of energy work has been really amazing. Um, 
And it's allowed me to go deeper into my tarot practice in a way that I had not imagined. And sometimes, you know, you have to, like we're talking about pulling back from Hobo Safe Camp, um, sometimes you have to kind of pull back a little to go further, uh, go deeper. And I'm just really enjoying enjoying it. The last two years I've gone to um, Northwest Tarot Symposium, and the energy there is insane. <laughs> it's really amazing yeah, to me. You know, those kind just to me, artists and people like minded. It's just uh, it's some it's pretty special. Yeah. What, what goes on at, at something like that? Do you have are there like workshops or is it just kind of like a, a big like with booths, like a big fair type of thing? What, how exactly does that work? A little of all of that. So generally, when I'm not sure about an event, I like to volunteer and um. All, all my animals are jumping in here. It's all good. Tra- <laughs> the animals um, are welcome. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's all of that. They have a a psychic fair, which is the booth. Um, or I, I'm sorry, I wouldn't say psychic fair. I would call it a metaphysical fair where they have um, south of Portland um, booths. But more importantly, I think these creators of you know, tarot decks that are just, you know, I know there are a ton of tarot decks out there, but just to meet these artists and their interpretations, I feel they're very open and just really amazing people. You know, everyone there is just in the same, like, light and energy. And uh, at the same time, they have um, workshops, you know, and they, they can be anywhere from how to create your own deck to, um, you know, I went to one that was tarot and um, astrology, and it's it's very dynamic. All these different groups. There were some uh, Lenormand deck uh, classes, and it's very rich knowledge that people are just really loving and open. And you know, being for myself, I consider myself a newbie amongst these people who have been in developing decks or, you know, very well known um, in the tarot, you know, circle, um, just to have them at your fingertips is pretty amazing. A lot of people stay where the conference is. And so you get to, you know, have a drink with them or see them at dinner time. And in the evening, they have like a a dinner where they do, I, I haven't attended that dinner, but they have like a I want to say like a variety show that I've glimpsed a, a short part of it. And that looked fun. I'm, so I'm thinking I might do that next year, but it's just great, like people and great energy. And it's like all it is. So it's like workshops and, you know, the metaphysical fair. And there are booths with people selling other things as well. Raffles and it's just really fun. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a, like a great place to go, like recharge your energy. Yes. It is an amazing place. The first time I went, I just couldn't explain it when I came back home. And so this time, you know, I I had a little better plan on what I wanted to do and get out of it. And um, I got sick on the last day there. But I I just was I think I just had so much energy. I needed to kind of pull it back in. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really a great time just to meet people all different walks of life doing, you know, amazing things and sharing their knowledge and. I don't know if there's anything in our area like that, you know? Do you know of any place? I no, no, I mean, no, I don't. Um, 
but that that's kind of what I mean. I know there's some like Northern California ones, but I don't know what what down. I'm sure in in L.A. there are things like that every weekend. Um, I'm just you know, the, I, I have a feeling that you're like me, and we the reason we live in kind of a rural area is because we don't like to venture into the city much. Yes. And and like I do really love going to LA and I love the energy there but I can only handle it for a couple hours at a time before I have to bail out you yeah. know get back to <laughs> to uh I don't know the the, the easier the, the San Diego vibes. Yeah. So but I think what what's great about those things is that you can you can travel to them and you can meet up with all these people and and exchange energy and then go go home and take yes. that with you yeah ground yourself in the nature you know and being alone i think or you know away from just so much energy like you're saying you know a little more chill vibe down here in rural san diego <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i think that's absolutely true and and i'm and, even it's even as as we're just talking it's just it seems like that's almost kind of the healthier thing to do like if you were doing that every weekend and meeting up with these people all the time you would you would kind of lose uh the sense of you would kind of like maybe lift off into the air a little bit and lose your sense of grounding because you're just always in in that vibe it's kind of nice to be able to take that into your daily life yeah and use it you know kind of yin and yang them and use daily life and these things you learn it and energy you get from these things together yeah, I think you're hitting it on the the head on uh, the nail there, because I feel like I don't want to leave. But when I come home, I definitely need to recharge. And the, you know how things sort of work with energy in the universe. All of a sudden, things happen where I need to draw back a little bit. And I think that's part of grounding as well. You know, not just being sick and having so many other things go on, but I think you know recentering the energy is like exactly and. This area is amazing. I can be to the beach also connecting with that energy and my husband surfs. So I could be there an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half, you know, yeah. and then I can be back in the country and enjoying all the seasons. So I think sometimes I miss, I don't know how, how you feel about this, but there are times I want to go to, for instance, you know, your dinner with friends in LA and, or a meditation um, down the hill, but frankly, like after some meditations, I feel intoxicated. And then to think about driving home another, you know, hour and a half that sometimes that kind of lures me closer to the city. Yeah. But I don't know if it's enough to want to move there permanently. Right. Do you get any of that where you just like, oh, sometimes the trek is so far? Or Yeah. Well, when we did the first dinner with friends, um, we stayed, I stayed in LA overnight because like you say, like I just didn't, I wanted to enjoy myself and not have to worry about the hour and a half drive home the second time we did was kind of this whirlwind because we had because somebody came in from australia <laughs> we picked awesome. her up at the airport and she stayed with us a couple days before um heading east but um but so like she came in and like so i actually had did i was like this busy day where we picked up this person from the other side of the world that we had never met before. <laughs> and then we went to dinner with all these people we'd never met before. And then like this hour and a half car ride home for this person to sleep on our person. We'd never met before to sleep on our couch. And, and that was, and then after she left after those two days, there was like, so like to sit down, it was like so draining yes. to just, just because of that energy was like, so there was like just all this 
outside energy that I wasn't used to stimulating, you know, that, yeah. and that does get addictive. That's why I was trying to do these, these retreats and things. It was like just to bring these people together and, and tap into that energy, but it just becomes this bigger thing other than that. So I, I'm, I'd rather just participate in those kind of things and try to like put them together. Yeah. Rather than organize. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a lot of people in your community that are like-minded and you're like a nearby community? There are, um, but j just my life re lately has just been so, and, and I just, it's just excuses, you know, it's just, I'm so busy. Yeah. I'm so busy. <laughs> and then when I do have free time, I'm just spending it with my family or, or doing this. And so it's, it's been really hard to connect with people. And also because I feel like kind of when I connect with people on the physical level, they tend to really gravitate. I don't know. You probably have this thing too, where it's like, it starts to become too much where they're wanting too much of your time. Yeah. And then you have to start saying no. And I hate having to tell people no. And so I, I, the past year, I've just kind of been avoiding physical contact with people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're saying this because <laughs> I think you're saying this with the things that I feel that I, I don't say, you know, like I love your honesty because, you know, sometimes people think, you know, we're working in light, we're working, we're, you know, we're light workers to some extent. And I don't know if you prefer to call yourself that when you're doing tarot or anything like that, but it does really have a magnet vibe to people. And it is hard to say no. And I do need to introvert a lot. So I think sometimes I feel a little guilty saying that, but I totally, I'm like, oh, yes. We sound kindred, you and I. <laughs> right, right. Well, you also have I have older kids and, and a family, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of people in the, the, especially the ones that are just coming into kind of this awareness and this community are kind of, are, I don't know why, they seem like they have way more freedom than me. Like everyone's just free to go do all these things. And it's like, yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> a, where do you get the money? And B, like, where do you get the time? Yes. And and then when they want you to come join them and you're like, sorry, I can't. You just always feel like you're the downer every time. I feel like that about your retreat. I was really trying to make that work. And but I love that. You know, now I, I know that you're in the same. I have kids there. I don't know if they're older than yours, but mine are like older teens, early 20s. And, and they're, they're, the, starting they're the same. To, yeah. When they venture out, it's a little I find my free time freeing up a little. There's times, you know, during sports or Sometimes it gets busier, but as they get older, it's a little, I have a little more free time now. <laughs> I couldn't imagine before when I was a single mom working seven days a week and having young kids, I couldn't imagine going anywhere or doing any of that, you right, know. Right, right. <laughs> My kids are American Indian from a local tribe and, you know, they really, um, they, they really embrace, you know, what their dad has going on and their culture. They're very close with that. And, you know, I, they, they always bring in, they're always bringing their girlfriends over like, Oh, Hey, can you give my girlfriend a reading? You know, so they embrace both sides. Um, but I think that, I don't know if it's the same for you because the boys, they kind of just off. They're a little busy now with their girlfriends. And I think, you know, instead of having the empty nester syndrome, I, I'm trying to reconnect and find it's odd to have me time with my cards or, you know, in my practice. <laughs> it's, it's been weird because I feel like I do have, more me time but i also feel like they're they have enough of like their things going on that i have to get them to you know i have two kids that yeah. are just about to drive but aren't quite driving yet you know like high school but not driving so it yes just, there's just always <laughs> like this 
like I haven't been able to get away from my house for, for more than 12 hours for as long as I can remember because yeah. there's always this three o'clock pickup that has to has to occur. You know? <laughs> it's relatable. My son actually my young college too, but you know that's like a, that's an hour at 3 p.m. I have to pick him up. Yeah. But he just got his license, so now we're struggling with. Do we let him drive? Are we comfortable? His dad and I are always talking. Are we comfortable? Let him drive all the way, you know, and we, it would be nice (laughs) to get, let us off the hook a little, but I can relate, you know, you have to center everything around kid time and around these school schedules. And then you get home and they just go in the room and close the door. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, Hey, but as soon as you go to leave, they're like, where are you going? Why, why, you know, (laughs) Yeah. but when you're there, they don't want anything to do with you. They just want to know you're there. <laughs> just in case, you know, and are you making dinner? <laughs> right, That's right. What's for, for dinner and, and these, these random, can I get a ride somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> can you braid my hair? My kids have long hair. Can you braid my hair? <laughs> I got to go somewhere. Can you braid my hair? I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an interesting turn in life, you know, but right. um, it's absolutely true. I think I wonder where this will lead sometimes when I do have a lot of my own time, you know, that's when I, I feel like I think I want it, but back to being coming home and recentering. Right. You know, I think, I think we're probably close, similar to the same age and we're probably both have all of our kids gone at about the same time. And I, I'm, yeah. part of me is like, I have like, I'm kind of preparing for that. It's almost like this is kind of like the, the grounding before that. Cause that's when I, once they're all gone, like the world, could go as long as there's wi-fi it can go anywhere you know <laughs> and so but there's kind of going to be like the second life I had children early enough in life that yes that uh, the actual like wise me can actually go out into the world <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah. of the dumb kid me <laughs> relatable i also had children young so i'm like i have a whole nother life coming up yeah. and then i have friends my age who just oh well we have babies you know we can't and I, it's interesting because I think more of people my age had kids later, and now you know, now they they really can't do a lot. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Since it's suddenly the roles are reversed. I know. Now we're having. You know, they were in their <laughs> early twenties, having the time of their lives, and now it's almost our time. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. <laughs> I enjoyed being a parent. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, me too. It's fun too when they get older, you know, like my oldest son, he, um, he bought me a yoga mat for Christmas, like a thick one. And I was thinking, okay, is this a, a hint? <laughs> to mom? <laughs> and, um, he said, yeah, mom, I, I got it for you because I thought, you know, you like to do tarot outside and, and it's really portable, but thick. And, you know, he said, you can just go anywhere on a property and go open it up and do your tarot. And I was like, wow, nice. you know, they're becoming their own humans yeah. and, embracing like a different their mom has a different life and, and embracing I love you that. as a human yeah yes yeah it was really okay it wasn't a hint to exercise <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that's awesome you know yeah so um is tara your main is that your main practice or do you have other well it's it's weird i was just about to ask you when you started using tarot um it it was I got I I got I did a lot of tarot reading in a couple of years, with when I started Hobo Safe Camp, yeah. And like there were sometimes where I was doing like six to eight readings a day. I just I don't know what 
I don't know what I was. I was just writing this energy at that point in time, and I think back to it and how cool. Everything, like I some, <laughs> somehow I had I was in this weird place in between jobs, and it was and like Instagram was still kind of this new thing to, or at least for tarot, and so I just was at this right time and place where I actually could make money doing it, and so I did a lot. <laughs> Just, and I almost was kind of like trying to show off a little bit. Look at this. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Instagram, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I just kind of, it almost, almost like it. I don't want to say I burned out. It's, it's almost like instead, of, I'm almost like a. It kind of feels like I, like, it just like absorbed it, you know, where it's like yeah. no longer needed the cards. You know, it's almost like I could read someone's tarot without even drawing cards. Like, oh, yes. this is what's going on in your life. It's this, and I could give you a three card reading without any cards. And I was and I was getting bored with decks. I was like buying decks a deck a week and then and using it and being over it, you know, not trying to just yes. to find the creativity like in these cards. And so it's I I kind of set them down and just kind of turned my attention to Open Lines Radio and just kind of trying to do podcasts and and commun- and connecting with people, kind of like through this weird, you know, the vibrations of our voices instead of the images yes. so much on Instagram. Well, I think that's a perfect way to, you know, protect yourself, too, from the energy. You know, you have the set time where it's like you're amazing connecting, you know, in your practice. And then you can, you know, hang up the phone and kind of disattach, you know, or have your barrier back. So that's right. awesome. And the cool thing is, is it's available that everyone can hear it. And it's like there are people that listen that. It's like you said earlier, like I'm so somebody said it, you know, that's exactly yeah. the way I'm feeling. And someone actually said it and someone's going to listen to this and hear the words you say. And that same thing's going to ring, ring true. Uh, it's, it's, it's like when I used to do tarot readings, it almost seemed like all the activity was going on in the comment section to the posts I was posting. Yeah. You know, and that's where, and all these people were connecting like in the comment section and become like, I watched friendships grow in the comment sections to my yeah. Instagram posts. And, um, and I kind of feel like that's still what I'm trying to do now is just, I'm trying to like all those people that through the past couple of years that I've been following on Instagram that, you know, just trying to like, just bring their voice out even just for an hour and let everyone else hear it. Yeah, you're right. I probably made a friend from, <laughs> from someone that you posted. Yeah, I, I'm digging it. That's so awesome. Um, that's great. I love it. But I feel like it was the time too. I also feel like that that waves kind of passed. Like I don't feel that same yeah. energy anymore. Yeah. Well, probably because you're meant to be doing this and you're right. People do hear something in a podcast or in someone else's story and um I think that it's important, you know, because we need to relate and feel like it's okay to feel some type of way, you know. Yeah. Um I think in order to move forward sometimes and embrace that's who we are in this moment. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. I still, I still like, like, like tarot, like kind of like made me who I am, you know? So like I, it's kind of this really special thing and people all the time, even at work, they're still like, well, you read my cards, you read my cards. And it's like, mm. mm. <laughs> you know, I'm just, yeah. I'll pay you. And it's like, I just don't know that I'm quite ready to, I, I like just, I like just reading a general reading for the world, you know, <laughs> instead yeah. of like specific people. And I think sometimes people don't understand the energy it takes. You know, sometimes I'm just like, I'm done. Like, 
for today. Right. <laughs> you know, I can right. do this or, and I know when I'm just, I don't have the energy for it because I feel like to me it's important to connect, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I did massage uh, for years and, you know, when I, my ex-husband bought me my first deck, but, um, you know, he teased me a little because, you know, it wasn't really acceptable in that community, in the, the Native American community. And so I've always kind of been in the shadows interested, but there was, it, you know, it was either my work or, you know, my relationships. And I'm just finally getting to the age where it's, I don't care now. You know, I had to really grow in my own person to embrace and just say, well, this might be stigma, but I'm going to do it. This is my truth, you know? So, um, I, I, when I did massage, I felt like I was connecting with people and I, um, I pinched a nerve and I couldn't do that type of work anymore. And I, I felt a real disconnect. Like I knew I needed to be working with somebody with people and helping or, just being on that vibrational level, but I didn't know what was next. You know, I recently I've taken up Reiki, but in the meantime, I just, I didn't know. And, you know, in my off time, I just started picking back up my card that I had since, you know, my first deck since 1998. And um, I just really started to embrace it. And it was like, all of a sudden, I felt like I was where I was supposed to be. So it, it took me many years to get back to, you know, maybe like 15 years to get back to, Oh, I need to be doing this for myself and, and connecting with people. And, you know, there's still a lot of things, um, you know, I don't know all, there's so many layers to tarot. So when I go to like Northwest tarot symposium or these people who've been reading for 20 years, sometimes I'm like, I'm still learning, you know, we all, I think in some aspect we are, um, so I would start out with friends, like if I'll do your reading, if you don't care, I'm dragging out my book or practicing my intuition. And, you know, and then it's just developed over time. And it's interesting when you mentioned that, you know, you were kind of you felt like were you showing off because I ask myself this all the time. What's the balance? I would like to develop and explore my um, business doing tarot. But there are some times where I feel like, is this too much? when I'm posting on Instagram. So is that a way to advertise? I think I'm just trying to find my center point. What what doesn't seem too too much, too showing off, too commercialized versus, um, you know, what's me trying to develop and move further in that business? You know, I don't know what the answer to that is. Well, you I, know? I think I don't know that anybody even thought that about me. And I, don't think anyone thinks that about you. Your readings oh, are you. great. I think that's just ourselves, our own self-doubt, <laughs> like trying to like, nobody could like this for what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that you said that because I, I surely didn't think that about you. And I remember screenshotting one of the readings because it was so spot on that I still have it even when the your Hobo Safe Camp uh, page shifted. So I appreciate that. I, I feel like, navigating i also love to promote artists and like friends and what they're doing and you know i know that some and i so sometimes there's a lot of giveaways and things happening and i also don't want to seem going down too much that stream but i genuinely the things that i promote like you know a friend is doing a kickstarter and i love that 78 tarot i i feel like i'm a fangirl because i'm constantly posting but i think the artist 
are like magical, you know, I'm not very artistic in that way, but, um, you know, Instagram's an interesting beast to navigate, you know, sometimes, you know, and recently I learned at Northwest Tarot Symposium that there's certain decks that have a little bit of a, you know, some type, some Oracle decks sometimes have a different, uh, like seasoned tarot people may look at, look at those kind of things a little different. And I had no idea, you know, right. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I don't know all the, you know, little people like this and don't like this. But sometimes when you hear it, I'm just kind of blown away because I feel like, isn't it all coming from a place of love, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Right. That's kind of, it's the same. I felt this, I feel the same way. The, the, I, when, when I started posting my postings public, my readings public on Instagram, I kind of felt like, so I, and maybe this was imagined too, but I kind of felt like this, like the established, cause I was just kind of like, who was I? I was just kind of this guy that just showed up out of nowhere. And these people who had been there and developed these long followings and these businesses with these, doing these private readings and all of a sudden I'm posting public readings. Yes. I kind of felt, I felt some pushback and some, I felt some hate <laughs> you know, <laughs> from the established. Yeah. You know, and I just felt like you don't have to like do 12 years of research into the tarot to, to tap into that energy. Yes. You know, and I'm finding that with, you know, I'm saying, you know, um, newbies that are just kind of coming across my path you know it might come in the form of you know my son's long-term girlfriend or another young person in the community who you know starting to hear that I do tarot and they're interested but there's not a lot of support and there is sometimes some pushback from these you know people who feel like they've worked so hard in the tarot community and I think sometimes people beginners need to hear like they need a cheerleader and say, it's okay. It's okay to be the new guy on the block and or gal on the block and, you know, embrace the practice that's great for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and even to blend methods, you know what I mean? It's almost like, yes. like you can be, you can be a, a, a Buddhist and a Christian and you can use tarot and you can also, you know, channel or, you know, be a psychic medium. You know, you can use all these different, like it's not yes. just you don't have to be one or the other. You can be all of these things. Yeah, I'm in college finishing up my degree right now, and I'm taking a media studies that and it's religion and um, you know, it's paper after paper. But I just got to write about this exact. It was due on Sunday. This exact thing that you just mentioned. You know, it's okay to, you know, my friend used to call it. He used to tell me he was a cafeteria Catholic <laughs> <laughs> because some t- some things really. Uh, resonated with him but he also had these other practices from other like you're talking about buddhism or you know some of the occult that really mattered to him and that was his truth and i believe that's true for me as well all these papers i have to write this was my most interesting and just i was really plugged into this paper because just as you said it's okay to be to pull from all these things you know like it's okay to have some Christian beliefs and have some Buddhist beliefs. And just because you're doing tarot doesn't mean you're, you know, that old idea about tarot stuff, I I think is shifting, but there's still some of those old, oh, is that devil's work kind of story? Right. <laughs> you know, and 
I love that. And that was a great paper to write about. And I was super excited because the world is shifting. You know, we're not in that 50s where, you know, like everyone has to be tied to their church where all their community events took place. Right. We're evolving. And I love it. And I think it's great to connect in all these different areas. And what a great way to blend people from all over the world together as well. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. How do you do you use tarot to for, on yourself? Or do you like do you for self introspection? Do you, is it something that you do daily, or is it like what's your tarot practice for yourself? I do. I try to do daily, and there's times where, especially with kids stuff, there's times where I feel like I fall off the wagon, or you know, if I'm having going through some things personally. You know, in those times, it's like those are the times that I really should be drawing because it helps me. It helps me just to be connected to my practice and I feel more centered. It's same with meditation, you know. Um, I would like to do it that often, but I think sometimes it becomes more like once a week or, you know, when it, after the tarot symposium, I took like a good almost month off. There was a, maybe it was all the energy, but, you know, yeah. there was lots of stuff going on. Dissect it all. I did and being sick and that could have been just, you know, a lot of traveling and all those things. But I feel like for me, it is best to, um, to pull, if not daily, weekly. And I also, you know, being more of an introvert, there's all these friends and invites that I decline a lot. I, I am that friend sometimes. And I think the way that sometimes I can connect to my friends, just because I'm not able to attend your event or, to spend one-on-one time, it doesn't mean I'm thinking about you. So I have friends and family members that when I, when I'm thinking of them and I, I don't have an hour to go hang out and grab coffee, I'll pull a card and send it to them and say, Hey, you know, now they're used to it and they love it. Like I'm thinking about you. And so besides doing it for myself, I think that really helps me connect in a way that um, when I'm kind of withdrawing my energy, that doesn't take a lot to say, Hey, you know, mom, or Hey, you know, friend i was thinking about you and i drew this card and you know i hope you're having a beautiful day and let me that goes a long way for someone who doesn't have a lot of physical energy to give out you know so i think usually when i when i do that i'll pull a card after since they're my centering thought that's usually you know i've been oh i should get together with this girl she just had a baby she keeps inviting me i'm thinking about her sending her love i'll pull her card but then nine times out of ten then i pull my card for myself and I do use it for introspect. I, I went a little bit around that story, but um, usually I'm doing something for someone else and I'll pull a card for myself. And I, I enjoy that, you know, and I have other practices I do. Um, but uh, I think that it helps me also to go further in tarot the more that I am pulling a card because besides the introspection, I'm learning more about the card every day. I always think, I want to do the pull, you know, one card pull a day for the year. I see that happening a lot, but I just don't know if I could commit a hundred percent to that. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it, it gets, it, it's just, you know, it gets, the way I, I always look at it as trying to tell a story. So like, it's like, sometimes I'll pull, I'll pull the chariot. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how to tell the story of this card. <laughs> you know, there are certain cards that when I like the chariot's a big one. I, I hate that card only because I don't know how to write the creative story around it. 
I don't know why that one's the one that gets me. <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, it gets hard because you pull them and you're like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this yeah. card today. I get the fool a lot because I feel like I'm always starting something, but sometimes, you know, I'm like, I'm not sure where I want to go. I'm always in that state. So it's the full card. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like not starting out my journey yet. And it's like the reminder, <laughs> you know, it's funny because my kids, they might be walking around. I'll do a, a reading and someone will get the full card and they'll be like, Hey, that card's not a bad card. That's like, it's okay. You're just starting out. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I feel like I get that card repeatedly. That's the best <laughs> card. You're always starting new. It is, but except for I think I need to be on the next. Oh, you got to move on. <laughs> I need to move on. <laughs> uh, the chariot, I think, is awesome. But you're right. Where you're just you're like, on what that. What do you say about it? <laughs> the wheel of fortune. <laughs> those middle, those cycle. middle of the majors. It's like, what do you say? Yeah, that's funny. I get that one, and I also get um, a, a four of hearts a lot. So, <laughs> a lot. Four of hearts is a good one. It is a good one, yeah. It's about well, actually, connection. Wait, four of hearts is like kind of the the real... Actually, maybe not. It's the kind of the realizing that you have to give something of yourself for the... Yeah. For the love of the whole or something. I don't know. It is about connecting, I think. You know, connect. I feel, you know, a lot of the hearts or cups are always tied back to relationships. And definitely when I'm pulling it, it can relate to, it always relates to that. And I'm sure you've had the same experience where I, I'm not feeling this deck. I'm going to put this deck away and pull this deck instead. And then you pull the same card. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, or that card falls out and I'm, while I'm shuffling and not feeling it. And I get, you know, I'm going to pull another card from another deck and. That happens so often. It's not even unusual now, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I, I used to do that I've gotten away from that I'm actually, as we're talking, I'm, I'm thinking of and it sound, it's kind of sounding fun. It might actually get me back into it is I, but when I was first learning, I used to just sit there and just by myself and just do three card pulls and then do these imaginary readings in my head for a person sitting across the table. And so what would I tell this person I didn't have any idea about what this is? And then and then I pull a second card and then, okay, how, this is, and then, you know, I do one card and then the second and then the third and just kind of see how they relate. And that was a lot of fun, just kind of reading to this imaginary client, That's I guess. That's awesome, And uh, <laughs> I think I'll probably do a couple of those today. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's a great idea. I've never done any of that, you know. Yeah, just pull one card and kind of describe mm -hmm. that card. And as you, when you when you get done with that, pull the second card, and all of a sudden you can go, yeah. And I just I totally picture myself going, see, you see what I'm like getting all animated talking yeah. to this person. <laughs> see what I mean? See how this connects? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It. I do. I also do a lot of three card draws uh, just for friends, and it's funny because um, I have a girlfriend who's just really in this town she's really been a supporter just to come on like just start announcing it and she would have a party and i'd say oh i can't make it and she would kind of say well i made this whole room for you and just do three card draws you know and uh she would just do awesome things where she'd make this little nook for me and you know doing i i often do celtic cross readings but three card draws are easy and you know well they all take energy but Three card draws are 
not super committed, right, <laughs> you know, not right. this whole long. So I would have other friends that we, it wasn't like, oh, this is a, you know, tarot reading. It would just be like girl, you know, like a girl's day where I would do five friends and she made it so comfortable and she would kind of, even though she doesn't know a lot about tarot, she'd any kind of excuses, you know, like if to be honest, um, you know, I'd have all these reasons where I couldn't make it or I didn't feel comfortable, but she kind of would combat those. And it was actually it turned into beautiful things. The three card draws were like, okay, I won't, you know, it kind of broke me out of my shell when I was not feeling sure I wanted to start charging for readings, you know, right. and uh, doing a few of those were great. So I love the idea of doing what you're talking about, just doing three card draws to imaginary clients because, my three card draws to imaginary clients are way better than my three card draws to face to face people. <laughs> when you, when I can create the reaction of what the person across the table has. Do you have a favorite de- or a deck that you started out with that was like you cut your teeth on it I or something? I started that's... out with the uh, Hermetic awesome. Tarot, um, and I, well, I, what I, the way I started was I would use the Hermetic deck, and then um, I had a, a I Ching deck. So I would do two car- two cards from from the one, and then because it was a black and white deck, the Hermetic deck, and the I Ching deck was also black and white, but each card had a splash of red, and it just looked so cool awesome. on the picture, <laughs> and it just kind of gave me this little. I could do two cards from kind of this heavier deck, and then jump off to to the I Ching with a positive message at the end. Yeah. And so that's how I started, at least on Instagram. Um, I just started when I was just learning. Was just um. Rider weight. Right. So you find yourself going back to that deck, one of those decks that you've. <laughs> I actually um, sold them. Oh wow! Yeah. So there was a while when I decided I wasn't going to read anymore. I sold. I put a. Th- I did a thing that said, "Who wants to buy these decks?" And um, people bought most of my decks that I'd used on Instagram. Oh. And I have a few, a few that people didn't buy, and then a few new ones. Um, the one I like to use now is. Um, I like the UFO tarot. Oh, awesome. And there's a, a Native American tarot that I like. Yeah, my reading that you did for me that I screenshotted was a beautiful Native American tarot deck. Yeah, and that was that was a deck that was gifted. All the decks that were gifted to me, I didn't sell. I didn't even know there were... I don't remember seeing you selling the deck, your decks, but there's a whole... I'm not on Facebook, really, um, but I know there's whole pages to people are doing deck exchanges. Cause yeah. I definitely went through a phase where it was like an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, me too. And, uh, but I still feel like I connect. I'm always going back to my original deck that I've had. And I find, I just carried in my purse. It was a small deck and now they've done a, a like a 20th uh, anniversary of enchanted tarot, but I just carry it with me now because uh, I love art from other decks and I connect to them. But I feel like when I need to like recenter and go home, I always go back to my original deck. So yeah, I never had the Rider Waite deck. And when I was studying, I would go look up those symbols and see what that meant. And I, I wish I had done that. I think that's a good, I don't know, do you feel like that was a good foundation for you? Absolutely. And I recommend that to everyone who's starting. They ask what deck to get. And I just said, just get the old, the good old Rider Waite deck with the blue <laughs> the, the blue picnic table looks like yeah. <laughs> back. So they're ugly. They're not the prettiest deck, but I just think that like that is the foundation. That, like once you master the, the rider weight, you can go 
to any deck because you have the foundation and then you're able to yeah. like pull the like what the new images are yeah adding to it and they have so many hidden like symbols that are just um you know and how long did it take you before you started reading off of intuition versus just what oh this this card means this i i still don't know if I, you know, if I'm, I usually still, if I'm, do, especially if I'm writing a reading, yeah. I, I'll at least look it up and read. You know, unless I know what the card means already, you know, like I, I usually just go by what that card's basic. This is what they say it means. Yeah, I struggle with that, so that's another thing. I'm glad you're you're saying because I think a lot of new things they. Use your intuition, but I'm real stuck on the symbology still. Yeah. If I wanted to use my intuition, I wouldn't need the cards. <laughs> <laughs> True. I <would> just tell <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad that you said that because I feel like everyone just says that now. So it's another thing where I'm like, glad someone says that because I am really still stuck on traditional like meanings of the cards. And do you do? I never. I have not changed and started doing reverses. I don't know if I ever will. Do you do? I never do reverses. I always try to read the positive and negative of the cards. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I would say that too. Like, you know, this could mean this or this, you know. And people usually know. Or this does mean this and this. You know, there's so (laughs) many things going on in our life. It's usually all of it. Right. The yin and yang of it all, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and for a while I was doing the pendulum, but um, I felt like everyone has certain mediums that really connect, and um, I just, I realized after having these beautiful pendulums, a couple, one that I bought and one that was gifted to me, that that just isn't something that, um, it's not my medium, you know. Right. I have other other things that I do, but... um other people that's like a beautiful thing yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't i don't have never really connected to anything other than than the the tarot cards for some reason like that's kind of the the pathway in but those other things i don't know i just because like you say even though we both stick to kind of the main theme or the idea of the card we do you you do you are going with your intuition on what to say you know right and so i feel like that is almost like and now that i'm talking i'm feeling I'm, <laughs> like when you're holding the, the <laughs> pendulum it's like it's not just like your own intuition talking yes. but then but now that i'm saying it out loud I, it could be like you could yeah. be you're you know causing a pendulum to swing a certain way because your intuition is telling you that that's what the answer is Right. True. I felt like I, with tarot, I connect the way that when I was doing body work, like massages and facials. And, you know, it was interesting because, um, you know, a lot of, it wasn't until I really knew my client that I could say, hey, I don't know if this is interesting, but this, I had to feel how comfortable they were with me sharing something, uh, some energy that I was feeling off of them or, you know, and um, when I, felt there were clients who were receptive and comfortable, you know, cause you could really freak someone out like <laughs> right. while well, I'm massaging you for the first time. And <laughs> right. this 
crazy vibe just came out. So <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like, um, you know, when I could had clients that I was comfortable, you know, it was kind of like, it was a safe place also to test that out. You know, I had, I got this feeling of sadness, like when I was massaging you or, you know, anxiety is everything going okay. And that was kind of a way that I was practicing that I didn't understand at the time. You know, I was much younger, you know, my early 20s. I didn't understand that I was practicing intuition, but that really helped me to learn to feel people's energy. Um, And more so with massage, more than massage facials, that was kind of the first thing I learned because there was a time where they're just really relaxing and um, and I just there was a time where I could I started to see my first experience I would see colors and I didn't know about chakras or you know energy like Reiki and things like that so uh, you know when I started doing tarot I I started feeling those same vibes when I was you know that related to when I was doing massage like oh I this is like how it felt from this person when I was doing a massage and so I think for me, once I started doing tarot, it was just like I had some affirmations that this was my medium because it felt familiar and it felt right. You know, so I feel like I do, you know, I'll dally and other things, but I always come back to tarot for sure. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever um, like dabbled in Reiki? Like, have you, has that something you've explored? I recently, just this summer, um, I, I am going down that road because I really miss doing that type of work. I had my first, uh, my first, my Ricky one, and I'm planning to go down, um, down the road. But when you have an attunement, some, your body really detoxes. And I ended up having, uh, some intestinal problems that I was maybe going to have to have surgery. So I kind of, I was thinking, Oh, I'm going to do Ricky one. I'm going to do the whole practice. And, you know, I'm very like in regimented six months, I'm going to do this. And, because of my illness, it kind of took me a little longer, but I, I practiced on my family. Um, and I want to practice more in depth. Like I've done just the basics and I really feel like that is the way back to the body work that I wasn't able to do with the pinched nerve. And I'm excited about that because I love doing that so much. And so, yeah, I am, I'm starting back on that path. I can't wait to be, you know, I know my, um, my mentor, my teacher, you know, she really believes in taking time in between each one where I'm like, yes, I want to just get there and, you know, start. But I understand the process is so important. And um, I think it's beautiful. And I think it's going to allow me to connect in that way that I was connecting with massage and facial. So uh, I I am excited. Yeah. And I think, I think, I hope you do follow or continue with it because I, this might just be the cynical side of me, but I've, I'm just the, I've met a few Reiki practitioners who aren't really in it to um, help others, and they're more they're more in it to like take energy than to you know heal energy. Yeah. And so I just think the the more people that are are doing it that are like have positive intentions and are really light workers and really looking to like help humanity heal the better. So like, I, I hope that, that you are spreading your energy. If yes. Not that way, some way, because I really feel the, uh, the lightness from you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And that, that's, 
really wonderful to hear because it's encouraging. I do plan to do that. And, you know, I have people that I work with at the spa who are very encouraging, who, um, you know, when I wasn't able to massage my clients or work with them, you know, there was a lot of sadness. And I think this could help me reconnect. And I appreciate you saying that because sometimes it can get put on the back burner. And I feel like that would be a real um, fulfilling. I really do love working with people in that way. <laughs> right. And if you can do it freelance, then you don't have to. You can just do it when you're feeling like not being uh, a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On those days when you're the hermit reversed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I am looking forward to that. I'm hoping this summer to do Reiki too. And then, you know, maybe a year after that, do the practitioner um, where, you know, I know there's steps where, she, you know, my mentor really would like me to wait before working more on people. So um, at first I, I was like, oh, yes, this is how I can get back into it. But I, um, you know, I'm enjoying the process and it's taking a little longer, but I think it'll be amazing once I get back on it. I still have my massage table, so, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, are you still doing readings? Are you doing emailed readings? How how does getting yeah, a reading I, from you work? Yeah, so um, I can do email readings. I have a lot of people who do emails. Um, I've never done Skype. I'm open. But currently, I'm doing email. And some people will do just a one. I, sometimes I'll do specials with one cards, but three card draws. Um, during, like, Instagram, I'll post them. You know, there's a lot of people who don't want to post it, and I'll either email them and give them in their DMs. So, for every, you know, card or reading you might see on Instagram, there's a few that I'm doing behind the scenes, too. So, yeah, any I can do it over email. If they're local, I'll meet in person. And um, I'm really enjoying expanding my my business in the tarot world. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, li I like the emailed readings because, A, they're there and you can reread them instead of just something that gets said and lost. And also, I, I think you, we probably both work the same way where, like, I I channel through writing and I'm yeah. way more eloquent in my writing than in my speaking. <laughs> so yes. like so like you're going to get such a better reading and a more researched thought out reading if you, if you'll just let me write it. Right. I think cuz then I I'm not thinking uh holding up those roadblocks also like well the meaning is just this. I think that my intuition in the reading can come out a little more and um, I usually have great responses back from from email readings. People are really usually very happy. And even revisiting, you know, months later, usually knock on what I I've had just really great um, responses. So <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sure. Yeah. So if somebody's listening it. right now and they want a reading, they can follow you on Instagram at craft yes. underscore d underscore lady. Yes, that's correct. And then send you a direct message and say hey i heard you on the hobo safe camp virtual campfire and yes uh, our, your energy sounded great can i get a reading i would love it <laughs> yes dm me message me i'm, I'm going to be posting some more readings um in the near future i have people who've been kind of waiting for me to come back and so you'll you'll probably see more postings about that too. So awesome. <laughs> I'm open. Awesome. Thank you. I can't wait. Thanks so much. This was awesome. This was, this was awesome. This was worth waiting for you to get over your cold for. Yes. And thank <laughs> you, Mark. I'm so excited. We got to connect. I yeah. feel like it's been years coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through. When my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through. If you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to you. 